Why? Everybody's talking about it, and you want to talk about it lightly. Where's your community spirit? All aboard Buzz Wednesday, baby! Woohoo! My name's DJ Topkick. Mad Dog Doug is just barely sitting across from me. We've got another magnificent, lawyerly hour of music coming your way today, ladies and gentlemen. Just barely barging through to the Oda Control Room. We are here today to discuss the very important things in life and listen to just incredible music. Mad Dog Doug, what do you have to say to the sheeple? The sheeple? Yeah. What's a sheeple? Conformists. People. Uh, no, they're not our listeners. They're the rest of the people. Ah. Uh, yeah. I understand. Yeah. I would yeah. like to say I have a shout-out right off the bat, and I wanted to give a shout-out to Heather... And I can't, I'm not allowed to uh, say where the company is where she works, but it's downtown in the village, and she <clears throat> loves the show, and I love her for loving the show, and she just bought a new house out in Windsor. All the best of luck in that new house. So, good for you, Heather. That's a shout-out to Y-O-U. Very nice lady. I know who exactly who you mean. Yeah, she is. Yes, very nice lady. A shout out to you, Heather, and a happy Buzz Wednesday to you. And as usual, if anybody has any stories about the glove guy, give us a ring, 902-858-2077. Or maybe you're just looking for a little bit of life advice. We want to have some glovely comments. Yes, just glovely weather out there today. Definitely duty suit weather. You're going to want the long sleeves. Measuring pants are the wrong idea. For anyone that doesn't know, measuring pants are the coveralls that have the shoulder straps, and uh, duty suit are the ones that have long sleeves. And I don't have to worry about that because I got fur. The mad dog. Oh! Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I was also thinking that you're definitely the Don Cherry of the show, and I'm probably the, the, uh, the Ron McLean. Is that right? I think of the other way around. No, 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 not at all. You're definitely the. Uh... <laughs> well, we'll leave that up uh, up the listeners to decide. But uh... so, all right, let's get into it already. Get into it, bub. Yeah. What is your thoughts on Mr. Cherry? Um. Well, to uh, to put it uh, to put it very blunt. Spit it out. Spit it out. Come on. It, it, for for one thing, it doesn't make a difference to me whether he's on the air or not. Mm -hmm. So I don't really take a stand whether to get him back or not. Right. And it's just uh, kind of foolish that this is the where we've where we've come with the freedom of speech. Well, the Don is uh, was never a really ar an articulate person. He had his own rough language, and a lot of people don't actually understand what he's saying. And I'm not saying I understand or accept, but I just want to say uh, about the people that have come here, the immigrants, 
<clears throat> I feel bad for them. And you and I and Dawn Cherry are immigrants. The first original people are the indigenous, the First Nation. 10,000 years ago, they were here. So nobody can top that. So I'm not a come from aware. No? I'm from this land, man. Are you? This is my land. Oh. Ohio woman found dead in her home was likely killed by her own dogs. Two, two great Danes she had rescued. This is a situation where the rescue dogs did not save a life. No. She, uh, she probably wasn't looking after them, though. I know so you're a, trying to divert the conversation. Well, there's no more. There's no nothing more to say. Oh, about I have it, something yeah. left to say. Yeah. Yes. Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield go in depth on infamous biting scandal. That's not bad. See, there's a difference between Canada and the United States. There is. There's quite a difference. But in Canada, I see that uh, in Canada, what happens if if you go off the rails like Don Cherry did, you get fired. Yeah. In the United States of America, you go to jail. No, they make you the president. Ah. <laughs> or they don't make you the president. Well, They're working on that today even more. I was watching that for a while. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. Have a, hopefully they can just disband a lawyer like that. Speaking of uh, the lawyer and the bandit, uh, curb your enthusiasm to return in January 2020. Did you get into that show? No. Do you know what the show is? No. Larry David, the writer okay. of Seinfeld. Okay. He... Uh, Started the show Curb Your Enthusiasm mm-hmm. after Seinfeld was over. Right. And he basically writes the dialogue of the show, but not really scripted. Mm-hmm. So there were the actors. Kind of loosey goosey. Yeah, the actors that improvise most of the scene. Yeah. They have to go with a certain uh, storyline and everything. Yeah. So it, it, it makes for an incredible TV show. Lots of bloopers. Well, I mean, not that you witness the bloopers, but... Well, they know that they do it, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, the bloopers are probably what... uh, Makes the show. You got it, bub. All right, I got it. Uh, I've only got two hours left before I have to go out and do this stupid thing. Headline, man spends whole day dreading fun activity he signed up for. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you before? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Like every week? Yes. Yes, that's what I thought. Folks, my name's DJ Topkick. This is Mad Dog Doug sitting across from me. Doug's going to tell you the meaning of Halloween today as well as lots of other useful information. And a special request by the Mad Dog uh, Coach Chewer himself. You want a sharp-dressed man? That's it. Yeah. How'd you know? Because uh, we went through almost the whole ZZ Top reel. Or, or, uh, or, Or was it bad to the bone? You read my mind, man. Yeah. That's what it is. You read my mind, and I can't feel my face. We're here for the next hour today, ladies and gentlemen. Lots of wonderful stories that you're going to wonder how you ever lived without. DJ Topkick, hiya! The bad man back in the building, the out of control room at the cheese board, baby. Every Wednesday with Mad Dog Doug from 1 to 2 p.m. My teeth are bleeding. Follow me at DJ Topkick on Instagram. Buzz Wednesday with DJ Topkick on Facebook. Time to mop up this puddle of blood, Chud. Yeah, old Don got stripped of his lawyer. Yeah. Well, he's backtracking now a little bit. The CBC did an interview with him, and he's kind of saying he's sorry about the interview. Just very uh, nonchalantly. Hey, we're going to watch CSI. Mm. 
playing it. Hmm? You're playing it. I'm, I'm what? Playing GZ Top. I am, you're right. What did you think I was gonna do? Well, usually you don't play it till the second song. <laughs> Your heart's melting? Yep. I saw on uh, YouTube an interview with uh, Chet Atkins and Randy, I think his name is, on uh, from ZZ Top. Yeah. It was pretty good. Nice. Chet Atkins is as straight as an arrow. <laughs> and and uh, the other guy, ZZ Top. He's still rough around the edges. <laughs> yeah. 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 He actually stopped, ZZ Top stopped and looked at him. Oh, no, really? Uh, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Heather says thanks. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I never did have a chance to go to impressions. I, I, I like the coffee. Yeah. I hope they do okay. She likes you. Well, yeah, well, she's known me since I was like. Yeah, 10 that's years right, old. Yeah. yeah. I asked her why. She's had no choice. Oh, yes, we have some stories about each other. Somebody's screwing around with it? It's just too old. Oh. Yeah.
Oh, no. Oh, no. Stuff me? That sounds terrible. Cove FM. Cove FM. Hey. Hey. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that's your Mrs. Claus. Yeah, Doug's got his uh, his little elf outfit on. He's got his gloves on, yes. Okay. You have to wear your gloves outside of the house. Did you, did you watch him tie them on and get off on it? Uh, it no, D- Doug puts them on in privacy due to some lawsuits. Thank you. He says that you've watched him before, but that's none of my business. <laughs> Too much information. Bye. <laughs> bye bye. Thanks yeah. for calling, Glove, Chester Glove Guy. <laughs> Just had to get him. Forty, but the temperature steady near minus two. Could you make sense of half what he was saying? No. He, he got to talk. Mainly cloudy. He got to talk though. Twenty kilometers an hour gusting to forty, becoming light after midnight, with a low of minus six and a wind chill near minus ten. For Thursday, mainly sunny, increasing cloudiness late in the afternoon. Wind up to 15 kilometers an hour with a high of zero and a wind chill of minus 10 in the morning. For Thursday night, cloudy periods and a low of zero except for minus 4 inland. For Friday, showers and a high of 11. And for Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud and a high of minus 1. Currently, it's minus 4 degrees at Cove FM. You can check the weather anytime online at covefm.com. Yeah, Shibata place. You're listening to Lawyer FM every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. Atlantic Standard Time. Buzz Wednesday again today. Baby, I'm DJ Top Kick. That was ZZ Top with Sharp Dress Man, dedicated to the Chester Glove Guy. That's me. Give me me all your gloving. Give me all your gloves. Yeah, we know the words. Um, here's an interesting one. You know, you like facts about lawyers, don't you? I wanted to be a lawyer when I was a kid. Okay, well, can uh, you tell me a little, little about it? Well, it was something stupid. You had to make marks and get into college. I don't know why, either. Well, you don't think that, uh... Okay, well, never mind. Here's a good one. Can't you just read a book and be a lawyer? <laughs> Eleven Nova Scotians who left law school, law school, to serve in World War One, are being called to the bar. Isn't that cool? Whoa. Did you hear that? No, I didn't. Okay, well. I leave it up to you for those facts. David Irwin never met his distant cousin, Lieutenant Walter Pickup. But on Friday, he got to take the lawyer's oath on his behalf. See, Doug, maybe this is a way you can become a lawyer without going to law school or passing the bar. Pickup was killed in action in 1917. The Nova Scotia Barrister's Society held a commemorative call to the bar for Nova Scotia law students who went into the First World War and never returned. Pickup is one of 11 men who were posthumously honored. I never knew Walter, said Irvin, although he did know one of his sisters in Granville Ferry. 
Pickup's hometown, and that's in Nova Scotia, of course. Pickup was in his second year of law school at Dalhousie University in 1917 after finishing a Bachelor of Arts at Mount Allison. He was a lieutenant when he went into the battle, said Irvin, but all of his officers above him were killed, and he was appointed on acting captain on the field, so he must have been a fairly upstanding young man. On the first day of the Battle of Vimy Ridge, he lost his life. Irvin said the ceremony is important. It is a recognition of these young men, he said. They choose to go to war and protect their country, and they died at a very young age. This is the first time a posthumous call to the bar has been done in Halifax, said Rebecca Hiltz LeBlanc, one of the Halifax lawyers organizing the event. Similar ceremonies have been held or planned in Ontario, Newfoundland and Labrador, British Columbia, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Hiltz LeBlanc has been a lawyer for 15 years and served in the Canadian military reserves for 28. She said when she was asked about doing a posthumous bar ceremony in Nova Scotia, she immediately said yes. This tells the story of 11 men. They had lost, they had lives, they had families, well, they had potential, said Hiltz, and all of that was lost. She said it's unknown if any of the men were conscripted into war, but some had chosen to go. While still in law school or beginning their careers as articled clerks. It takes a special kind of person to put larger societal goals ahead of their own personal goals and aspirations, said Hiltz LeBlanc, and that's exactly what these people did. In total, 550 Canadian lawyers were lost in the First World War. Wow. What a sin. Well, I hope all of them get called to the bar. Yeah. Yeah. Would only only be right. Yeah. Lost some good lawyers. Lawyer is stupid. You know, I still am a firm believer, and I said, I, I think I've said this before, but what they should do is when war is going to be declared, you should take all the kings that are involved in queens and, and I don't know, uh, high mucky mucks and build a ring and put them in there and then say, okay, Go at it, and whoever comes out from these guys, they're the winners. Well, uh, that uh, that was Hunter S. Thompson's a- angle on it, rather than these men sitting at this, these old men uh, sitting in office at the White House, yeah. sending all those those kids to Nam. So uh, I had a very interesting chat with a young man, or sorry, well, not so young anymore, with a, a man at the Legion with a chest full of medals. Right. Yeah, he uh, he had one from Cyprus, two from Bosnia, and one from Afghanistan, and one from Iraq. Wow. Yep. So I had a very nice chat with him, and uh, he said he started in 1975 as General Infantry. By the time he retired, he uh, he was a colonel. That is uh, quite accomplishment. That's what my grandfather's rank was. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I taught at uh, community college um, the armed forces. I did that for about four years, and uh, a lot of my guys that I taught went to um, uh, Afghanistan at that time. And oh wow! Some of them never returned, so it it was kind of sad. You were standing there and you know, kind of looking at people and saying, "Are you going to make it back?" 
So, and I did ask one of the upper officers um, if I was to go from where I am teaching whatnot, what rank would I head? And uh, I guess I was told I'd be a captain. Oh wow! Yeah, captain. Not a colonel. No, it's not not a colonel. I I was reading the other day, um, which I was surprised that it said second lieutenant's the highest rank in military. Right. I didn't know that. And first lieutenant's the third one down. I think or second, and I think colonel was the third. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, uh, don't forget the generals. Uh, don't forget the generals. That's Five right. Five stars, the highest. Yeah. And uh, special shout out to my my aunt Anne, who is the Silver Star mother. What? Her uh, her son fell uh, in Afghanistan. Yeah, I, I heard. I sat there and watched her. She was telling the story. Yeah, so I'm just gonna play this little clip from uh, from yeah, Global. Good for you. That uh, I I don't have her clip, but I I have one about about him. Let me see if I can get this to work. Okay, no, that's not the talking one. Anyway, perhaps we will be able to uh, to get that on later in well, the show. Well, you freaking well better find that, buddy. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's anyway. That's my swear word for the day. Yeah, that's your swear word for the day. Yeah. All right, uh, and uh, also that being said about Remembrance Day, very, very lucky to have such beautiful weather. So uh, all those who, some people that can't make it out in that type of weather, of course, they were able to, to go to an outdoor ceremony. My wifey, Irene, we couldn't make because of her hip. She's um, kind of disabled. So we did go in, though, and sat in the car around the corner and watched the plane go overhead. Oh, yeah. No, so, that, that was cool. That was cool. I love that. And they come just buzz right into you. What a feeling. Yeah, um, I recall in recent years it went really, really low. Yes. I was uh, quite yep. surprised. It seemed like it was going to swoop right into the... I was buzzed, man. Were you? Yeah. Were you sipping on something lawyerly? Nope. Oh, Just okay. the airplane. Just natural the... Natural high. Yeah, natural high. <clears throat> something Doug's never experienced before. That's right. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, speaking of natural high... Uh, no, no, we don't have time for that today. All right. Uh... So we're going to play another little doo-dee-doo here, and then we have some uh, some just wonderful news that we're going to talk about with Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield. Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson. Folks, my name's DJ Topkick. This is Mad Dog Doug the Chud sitting across from me. That's his favorite variation of his name. Mr. Chudley. Yeah, Mr. Chudley. And this one's a real throwback. Uh, the, the other night I was just Googling the song Poison by Alice Cooper, reading up on it for no apparent reason at all. And then it uh, referenced, you remember Jive Bunny? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I completely forgot about that. I remember I was like four years old when that song com came out. And uh, it said that Alice Cooper's Poison never got number one in America, but on the UK charts, it got number two and it only uh, the only thing that stopped it was Jive Bunny and the Mix Masters. And this song here is called uh, Swing the Mood, Doug. Okay. Here on Cove FM every Wednesday from 1 to 2, ladies and gentlemen.
Do you remember that? Toby Checker? <clears throat> I sure did used to go and run home and watch Dick Clark. This has something to do with Dick Clark. It's uh, some pretty crazy scenes in the background of this. You wouldn't hear about Dick Clark. That was a long time ago. Dick Clark? Of course I've heard of Dick Clark. Oh, Everyone oh. alive has heard of Dick Clark. We don't know the actual moves to it. Wake up a little, little later. Wake up. crazy. They have these warplanes crashing in the back. I don't know if you can get away with making a music video like this these days. Yeah, I don't think so, no. <laughs> energy. Mm -hmm. the, you're thinking of the good old days watching this, aren't you? Yeah.
88.7 Cove FM invites you to become a member. Find out more at www.covefm.com. Buzz Wednesday thanks you for being a member for tuning in today, ladies and gentlemen. My name's DJ Topkick, Mad Dog Doug across from me here. We're here every Wednesday, and uh, that was just Jive Bunny and the Master Mixers with Swing the Moon, if you're just tuning in. That was the only thing that got in the way of Alice Cooper's Poison getting number one back in the heyday. To look at the smile on Doug's face, listening to all these tunes that he grew up with, it's just irreplaceable. However, the music video for that is crazy. It's a cartoon bunny uh, dancing in front of old black and white scenes from the war. It's crazy. You wouldn't be able to get away with that one today. No, it wouldn't be people nowadays. No. no, you people wouldn't like I'm, that. Yep. I mean, if Don Cherry gets booed off the stage, yeah, I'm sure that will. So, uh, what we were going to say, Doug, was just say it, man. Yeah, uh, it was something. I, it was all lawyer talk at the beginning, and then Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield uh, are two of the most infamous heavyweight boxers of all time. Back in 1997, they had an infamous fight where Tyson bit a chunk of Holyfield's ear off. Do you remember that fight? Oh, I remember that, yeah. It was a pretty iconic moment in boxing history that continues to be talked about to this day. Considering Holyfield was badly injured on the play, surprisingly to know that the two are actually quite friendly and still talk from time to time. This past week, Holyfield appeared on... Hot boxing with Mike Tyson, and the two ended up discussing their infamous fight. I remember seeing his fight when he first got out of jail. Yeah. And I was at a bar seeing it. Do you think I was old enough to be in that bar? No. <laughs> Do you remember what Tyson said about his excuse for doing it? Uh, no, I, I, I actually don't. I stumped you? Yeah. Well, what it was, he, um, uh, I'm thinking... Uh, <laughs> He uh, said that he has a family, and he had to support his family, so he had to win no matter what. So, so. when Evander Holyfield was talking about looking like a monster, like with a chunk of his family bit out, yeah. Mike Tyson was like, what do you think my family thinks about me going home? Yep. All these bruises and cuts on my face. It's like, well, your ears are still intact. intact. People keep asking, how are you going to forgive somebody, Holyfield said. I say everything that ever happened at some point in time, I did it. Mike bit me. I say I bit somebody too. It just wasn't on TV. I bit a guy in his shoulder. He dropped me and I didn't know when you had a concussion, you'll bite too. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> this is something I never heard, Doug. The two ended up laughing off the whole incident and now Tyson and Holyfield are considering selling edible gummies. And... On top of the uh, edible gummies in the shape of the other ear. It's cool to see these two bury the hatchet, Douglas. Now, is that, when you say edible, uh, uh, do you mean uh, like cannabis edible? It does not say that. Oh, Where, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I've got one thing to say about Tyson, and it's a joke. Never Lift, underestimate yeah. the power of human stupidity. It's a, it's a very, very good point, Douglas. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So uh, then, the other thing that happened, Doug. Um, that was a good story. I like that. What? What was a good story? Oh, the Mike Tyson story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you definitely uh, 
didn't see that one coming, right? Nope. No. It's like football in the groin. Family tracks down. Do missing dog eight months after his disappearance. And we're going to get to that right about. Right about. Doug, what did you do to this machine? I put some guacamole in it. Oh, okay. You saw Woofer was there. Yeah, with the girl. In Patterson, California, nearly eight months ago after disappearing, a three-year-old chihuahua mix is finally back with his California family. Charlie, a playful and energetic chihuahua mix, had stolen the Delgado's hearts. My cousin, it's actually her dog. She was, like, sad about it, and she thought it wasn't going to return back, Greg Corona told KTXL. Greg Corona. Very nice name. Very, very nice beer. Yes. Not a bad light beer to enjoy on the beach or a boat. Corona said Charlie is also known to be curious. Almost eight months ago, Charlie wandered away from his Patterson home. Eva Delgado told KTXL in Spanish, that a neighbor spotted her daughter's dog and dropped him off at a mechanic nearby. But what Delgado said, the business owner denied ever seeing Charlie, and that's when she gave up hope. That is until this past Friday, when they saw a woman walk in front of their home with a dog that appeared to be Charlie. Hey, Charlie, come here, I said. That's mine. And she said, no, it's my dad's. Delgado explained. Delgado said she called for Charlie and he responded, but the woman claimed the tiny terrier was her father's. So Delgado followed her and found herself back at the mechanics who again denied that the dog was Charlie. He says, I do have the papers on me. I have them in my house. I said, no, you can't have them. She said his story kept changing and he claimed he adopted the dog. I don't think that's, like, fair. It's not your dog. You have no right to keep him if he has owners, Corona said. But Delgado had no proof. Charlie had been registered and microchipped. That's when my aunt got the contact with the police, Corona told KTXL. That's when a former Marine, Deputy Wilson, and a Modisto police officer found the dog at a Modisto home and confirmed he was Charlie. 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 Break out the coat. Break out the coat. Within an hour, he was back in the loving arms of his family. The family also said they had not decided whether or not they will press charges against the family who stole Charlie. I would sick Charlie on the uh, owner. Well, I could never imagine trying to... Uh, Take ownership over another person's animal, right? Yeah. It's, it's as well, sick as kidnapping. You think what uh, people do to kids, eh? Pick them up and... Well, I, I was getting there, Doug, but oh, I'm sorry. we interrupt each other, so we never going. get to finish what we want to say on this show. That's right. It's as sick Thank as God. kidnapping, and people want to raise them like they're kids. Yeah. And, put uh, them down the basement for seven years. Oh, and so that being said, lots of avocado and garlic bread and guacamole, guacamole with bacon the... bits, bacon bits, bacon bits, ham door, ham window, rib fence. What? You got it all, man. You were going to say something. I was going to say guacamole with, but then you said bacon bits, bacon bits, mm -hmm. and that's nothing better. I had some nice chicken mushroom Alfredo on Monday night. Oh, that sounds nice. With G bread. Yeah. yeah it was really good. Yeah. I had... Uh, 
I had a 320 ounce draft afternoon, so I had crushed a, a really nice nap, and I woke up, and that hit the spot. Yeah. Yeah. I always like when waking up from a nap, you just feel good. Well, I know we didn't say always, but well, the difference well, is when yeah. you go to sleep, it's usually for a different reason than when I go to sleep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or is in Billy Madison. Did you go go to sleep, fell asleep, or did he pass out? But you see, like when I wake up, um, that's it. I'm gonna I'm not gonna feel any different for the rest of the day. Yeah. Because I don't drink. Well, you know what? Uh, you, you know what? You know who said it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you know who said it. Right on the tip of your tongue. Stick Frank, your tongue out. Let me see. Frank uh, Sinatra said it. Yep, feel right. bad for the people who don't drink because when they woke up, wake up, that's, that's the sit, best man. that they're going to feel all day. Yep. Yep. It's exactly... But that's a great excuse to uh, drink. That is a great excuse to drink, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm going to read this uh, little doo-dee-doo uh, about my aunt Anne. Ann Snyder's son, Captain Jonathan Snyder, was on his second tour in Afghanistan in 2008 when the platoon he was commanding was ambushed by Taliban fighters. His platoon was almost surrounded when gunfire broke out. As bullets flew, Snyder strategized a way to lead his group, which included Afghans being trained by the Canadians to safety. Nearly everyone in the group was able to escape. Some of the Afghan trainees were killed by gunfire, but Snyder ensured the soldiers brought their bodies back, his mother recalled. My son said nobody gets left behind. For this, he was recognized for courage under fire. Snyder was awarded the Star of Military Valor, the highest honor given during the Afghan mission. The honor recognizes an act of bravery and devotion in the presence of an enemy and is second only to the... Do you know what it's second to? Uh, I, I know... Victoria Cross. Victoria, thank you. Snyder wasn't alive to receive the medal. Three nights after his platoon was ambushed, he drowned falling into an unmarked well during foot patrol. Mm -hmm. Just 26 years old. Ann Snyder, who lives in now Bridgewater, was this year's Silver Cross mother, as, which is also known as the Memorial Cross. At the Cenotaph in Halifax's Grand Parade, she laid a wreath on behalf of all families who have lost loved ones while serving the country. Snyder said she's grateful for Remembrance Day because people take time to reflect on fallen soldiers like her son. Thousands of people gathered on Monday morning for ceremonies in communities across Nova Scotia to honor and remember those who served their country. There were only a handful of Second World War veterans in attendance at the Grand Parade ceremony this year. Among them was Alvin Otten Sr., who is now 96. He served with the Navy on the HMCS Woodstock. One of his jobs was dropping explosives into the North Atlantic. It was, I was just a young boy off a farm, didn't know what it was to be afraid. We were there because we wanted to be, he said. Marion Friday Cook, president of Nova Scotia Nunavut Command, helped organize test 
today's events in Halifax. Uh, she's from Friday, from uh, Chester, actually. It's tremendous to have the amount of people out to remember our fallen and to honor those who came and to support our military families. This year marks the 50th anniversary of the worst peacetime accident in history of the Royal Canadian Army. HMCS Kootenay was participating in training exercises in the English Channel when a gearbox, oh, a gearbox ignited. I wonder if they had their gear in it. Another situation where you need extra gear. Yes. In the vessel's engine room and exploded on the morning of October 23rd, 1969. Nine people were killed and 53 others injured. Well, there's, uh, there's still a lot more to read here, but uh, it's a very special tribute to my late cousin Jonathan and, uh, and uh, a special shout-out to his mom, Aunt. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm. but wasn't there out in Mill Cove a... That was uh, Ricky Green. Green. Yeah. Yes, right. also uh, remembering Ricky Green, of course. And his mom was, uh, wasn't she the uh, uh, mother of the, the year type thing for uh, Remembrance Day? Um, many, many years yeah, ago. Oh, yeah. Very, very likely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I believe okay. Ricky was in a friendly... In, I've been very lucky, and so have you, that we have been able to go in between, because of our ages, the wars. Um, I actually thought about uh, going to Vietnam, and then my mother clipped me in the side of the head and told me, what are you thinking about? <laughs> so Yeah, I saw there was a, a gentleman with a Vietnam vest on, the other day, but unfortunately he took off before I had time to talk to him because I was very distracted talking to the man with the chest full of medals, too. Uh, I'm surprised because most guys don't want to talk about the war. Well. He did with you. He was he was very much in talking about it. Yeah, he yeah, seemed yeah. to without... Uh, that was the big... Uh, people came back and they never wanted to talk about it. And uh, people just never realized and knew uh, all the problems, like uh, PTSD. You know, uh, and a lot of men, when they came back, and women, suffered from that. Yes, sir. So uh, it's uh, it's good that they're, of course, setting up those, setting up the the proper care for that, which which there always wasn't that. No, people had to fight to uh, get any kind of treatment. And then, uh, yeah, you know, the, I'm sorry. The First World War, you were called a gold brick. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, when you had PTSD. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah, you were able to something you were made fun of. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, so we have to play a little doot-de-doo now, and we've got some uh, some very special events to announce. So we are going to be here for the next 15 minutes. Lots of other wonderful stories that we're going to talk about, because it's Buzz Wednesday again, baby. Every Wednesday from 1 to 2 p.m. I can't feel my face Gun money records. I vomited all over the floor. My teeth are bleeding. My teeth are bleeding plus tax. We'll be back in a couple minutes. Here is the 88.7 COVID okay. Community Calendar. The Community Calendar <coughs> is brought to you big. by Aspetagan Heritage Trust. The fall dinner theater at the St. Nicholas Anglican Church in Upper Town Town is called Angus Murphy's Wake and will be performed on a Friday and a Saturday, November 8th, 9th, 15th, and 16th. The doors open at 5.30 p.m. A three-course meal will be served. 
It's a great show with lots of Newfoundland music and fun. Tickets are available online at stnicholasanglican.ca. So when uh, you guys uh, leave uh, for Florida, huh? When you guys leave for Florida, uh, December 4th, I believe. Yeah. Days like today can't come soon enough. Wants to have fun. Beginners to pros, everyone can play at Aspetagan Ridge. Call 902-857-1333 to book a tea time or go to AspetagonRidge.com. Aspetagan Ridge Golf Club, 376 Parkwood Drive near Hubbard's. Tommy Overstreet, don't go city girl on me. Sounds like Johnny. Oh, gonna talk for a second about uh, uh, ain't it cold outside? Oh, uh, maybe it's cold outside. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, okay. Speaking of sensitivity. Point to Martin's River. This is 88.7 Cove FM. If you like oldies music, be sure to join me, Bobby Ouellette, every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. for Bobby's Monday Mix. I'll be playing great music from the early years of rock and roll to chart toppers from the 1980s. Hey, I also take requests and dedications, so be sure to tune in every Monday from 6 to 8 for Bobby's Monday Mix here on 88.7 Cove FM. 
Be sure to tune in every Wednesday for Mad Dog Doug's big money throw into the money pit. Oh. That was just Tommy Overstreet with Goat Goat City Girl on Me. Have you ever heard that song before? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> the same person who was surprised that I heard of Dick Clark. Yeah. Now I'm I'm supposed to like know that you've heard of that song. Yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. All right. I only heard it for the first time on the drive here today. Really? So my car got a flat tire, so I, that's why I'm driving that truck. Yeah. And I had the It's not a dodge. Lux thank God for that. Wouldn't have ever gotten here, Douglas. <laughs> yeah, she would have never gotten here. Might as well just keep driving on a flat tire. I'm insulted. I'm gonna pull my pants up and go home. Better pull your drawers up, bub. So, uh, speaking of pulling the drawers up, bub, uh, toddler orders pay-per-view, and did you hear that one? Yes. Did you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you said you have to read something, though. So I oh, don't... Don't have to. Well, you pretty much have to, because you cry and bawl your eyes out at the end of the show and you don't get to talk, but... It'll take, uh, five minutes. Can you read it fast with enthusiasm? No, I'm going to wait till next week. Are you sure? I'm sure. You can have the rest of the time, man. <laughs> oh, my. I don't get much... Dead, dead silence, eh? Yeah, dead silence beat. Well, you know what we have to do first? What? We have to do Miss Connections. Okay. Because what's the show without Miss Connections? Yeah. Bub. Give my dose of Walmart and buses. Sobeys. Superstore. Yeah. Lower Sackville. Man. Man. Okay. Uh, this is posted November 6th. And it's titled, Help! Looking for a school teacher named Ms. McDonald. Oh, we already, we already read this one. Uh, keep crossing paths. Starbucks. NSLC, and of all places, church. <laughs> well, this uh, is going to be a clean story. It says, I think it's a sign. And this was posted by Teddy, T E D D I, five days ago. And if you ran into the same person at Starbucks, the NSLC, and at church, I'm 99% sure that's this person. Do you think anybody else has run into the same? I don't think so. Yeah. So you can uh, email me, djtopkick at gmail.com. Uh, Doug, what's your Morse code setup? Remember I told you? I can never remember what it is, though. I told you I was going to do it anymore because there was too many misinterpretations. Okay, all right. People fine. were getting upset with me. Well, I had to declare what my signal was. Okay, you were people were getting prank Morse coded exactly. looking for Doug. Exactly, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Trying to use bongos and you know, drums. Toddlers getting into things they shouldn't can be annoying and sometimes costly. A headache every parent experiences. But that curiosity has landed an Edmonton couple with a dream vacation they didn't think they'd experience until their retirement years. When Lee Tappenden got a call at 8.30 a.m. Thursday from Shaw Capel telling him he'd won the trip, he didn't think it was real. See, uh, it pays off. 
to answer some of these calls. Yes. So one of the reasons I'm going on this cruise, guess what? I answered a phone call from Norwegian. They had my phone number on there instead of my mom's. And I, I don't know if, the, if she would have answered for the special offer because they're members. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I'm sure lots of people that are getting these calls just press ignore. And I get calls from all different kinds of numbers for work. Right. So, unfortunately, sometimes it's not an option that I'll miss the job, and then I don't have gas money to come here. <laughs> when Lee Tappanadin got that call at 8.30 a.m. Thursday from Shaw Cable telling him he'd won, he didn't think it was real. It was very confusing, because I never thought I entered any type of contest with Shaw. Tappanadin said he was very skeptical and kept questioning the caller. I said, is this a scam? He laughed and said, no, this isn't a scam. And then I said, well, am I going to have to send 500 bucks to a Nigerian prince? He said, no, and he laughed. I still asked him about 100 questions, and I didn't think it was real. Tapinadin said the caller sent him several emails, which seemed legitimate, but he was still doubtful. So he immediately called Shaw Customer Service. I posed the question, is this real or am I getting scammed? And the first reaction both times when I called and spoke to somebody at Shaw and theirs was, don't believe it, it's probably a scam. Well, that's not good if Shaw doesn't know about their own contest. So I actually had to almost convince them to look into it further for me and go up the chain and see if this promotion was actual something that was real or not. The toddler, Tappenden's toddler son, Anthony, 20 months old and curious about everything. <coughs> I've been vomiting blood all morning. He constantly is playing with our phones, remotes, anything with buttons, anything gets his hands on, anything we don't want him to touch. That's what he wants the most. Unbeknownst to mom and dad, back in the summer, the toddler appears to have accidentally rented Alita, Battle Angel, from their cable company on man menu. Good thing it wasn't Lolita. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he was the one that ordered the movie by accident, because my wife and I have both never seen it. Oh, that's just what the other ones sing, because yeah. they don't want to get in trouble for spending the extra money on pay-per-view. Exactly. <laughs> the toddler's getting the credit, so the other one doesn't get in trouble. <laughs> uh my wife and I both never seen it and definitely ordered to our account, tapping it and said, adding with the title starting with an A, it would be easily for a toddler mashing remote buttons to order this first alphabetical movie. They should watch it together and see which one uh, reacts to parts of the movie. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I don't remember this part. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, you're going to miss the good part. <laughs> yeah. The couple was unaware Shaw was running a contest. Anyone who ordered the movie... Alita, Battle Angel, was entered into a draw for a seven-day trip for two to Tokyo, Japan, including airfare, hotel, 500 bucks spending money. Well, guess how far 500 bucks could go in Tokyo? Holy cow. <laughs> Cup of coffee? Yeah, it, it'll get you the cab to the hotel yep. and the cab back. Yep. So this is one of those things, it's like wearing, uh, winning the dream house that you can't pay the maintenance. You could afford to have the dream house, like, for a bit. Irene and I won a uh, room in this hotel in Toronto. Yeah. And uh, we went to the uh, hotel, 
tried to open the door. It opened about three quarters of the way. There was like a pillar behind it. Oh, no. There was a bed that was sunk in the middle. Oh, honest to God. It was a terrible room. Yikes. You got to watch out for those free rooms. Yes. Eventually, all the details were confirmed and Tappenden was awarded the contest. But he learned along the way that Shaw had apparently tried to give the prize to others first. <laughs> I imagine a lot of people probably just hung up on them. Yeah. I wonder how many people have lost out on lots of things like nice cars and amounts Hard, of money. Yeah, that's right. Because you can't believe any phone things oh. unless they knock on your door. So many people have been rooked. I actually found out they attempted to give it to three or four other people. No one responded to emails or phone calls because they probably thought it was a scam. She was the fourth in line as a random winner. I'm the only one who attempted to claim it. He had a conversation with his wife about a month ago about traveling. And they both agreed to go to Japan for retirement. So I guess that's going to happen soon. Trip could put them in retirement depending what they do. Or, yeah, might make them work past retirement <laughs> yeah. depending. Pay for it was everything. literally at the top of both of our lists of where we wanted to go when our kids grow up and we retire. Sure enough. A month later, we get a phone call. Tabenden runs a video game store in West Edmonton. His wife, Amy, is an educational assistant with Edmonton Public Schools. They're hoping to take the trip over New Year's, and their eager button pusher is staying home. <laughs> That's rude. We have two very eager grandmothers who would love to take care of them while we are away. So, uh... Why, why Japan? I mean, like, Japan's about the size of Nova Scotia with, like, 11 million people. And that's where Shaw wanted to send people. Yeah. Uh, it was... Where did it say? I think it said that Fox was the one that actually... Uh, where are we here? Lawyer. The couple was unaware Shaw was running the contest. Anyone who ordered it, um... Uh, Including airfare, hotel, $500, courtesy of iTravel and 20th Century Fox. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go, Doug. Well, I can't believe it's 2 p.m. already, and you are, you didn't get to tell your thing. So, next week is going to be Week of Doug. You'll forget. <laughs> um, and also, this is just uh, one other mention that I will not be on the air on Wednesday, December, December 11th. 11th. And what day won't you be on the air? December the 11th. All right, but you have more days than that, right? Well, yeah, I won't be on the air till next year. Oh, next year. After that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for uh, tuning in to Lawyer Wednesday from my booth to yours. Um, Doug and I have a huge mess to clean up here of uh, a vomit. In blood. In, in blood. And uh, I hope you people have a wonderful rest of the afternoon. My name is DJ Topkick. Oh, oh. This is Mad Dog Doug. Doug, I think you have another word to say before we go. Okay, this is by Victor Borg, the piano player. He's a Danish comedian. He says he was happily married, but his wife wasn't. It's <laughs> a good one. It's a good one. until like 7 tonight. This isn't going to be fun. Oh. We forgot to mention something that I'm